To be radical is to connect. You try to have like a very rigid way of working and then you realise like this is not going to work. going to have to freestyle something. Being in a void, you learn from it yeah. and you grow from it. Hello and welcome to Trash Club's podcast, Behind the Bins, where we take a deep dive into the minds of creative leaders and thinkers. Trash Club is the global community and professional network bringing together independent creatives from across the globe. My name is Katie Mason and I'm the co-founder of Trash Club. And if you'd like to learn more about our community and the amazing work of our members, you can check us out on social media at Trash Club Hub or via our website www.thetrashclub.co.uk. So with that being said, let's get on with the show. Welcome to Trash Club Behind the Bins podcast. This episode is titled Trust the Void and it's a recurring topic of discussion in Trash Talk referencing one of Trash Club's pillars, consciousness. We will be discussing what trusting the void means to us both personally and professionally and questioning what's necessary for us to take the next step and lean into the spaces in between. Um, I'm the host today and my name is Aswan Magumbi. I'm a recent fashion journalism graduate from Central St. Martins and I've also just recently launched my own publication called Blick Magazine, which is a celebration of young black British culture and creatives and it also has an accompanying podcast available on Apple Music and Spotify called Shoulda Woulda Coulda. Um, I'm going to pass over to my guests today so Katie and Paul if you want to introduce yourselves and what you do. Yeah um, my name's Katie I'm a uh, upcycling jewellery designer and artist and I co-founded the Trash Club with Matthew Needham. Um, my name's Paul Eyre and I'm a creative director, art director, director, um, and I work across moving image, print, and whatever's creative and interesting, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To begin, I guess let's talk about, for both of you, kind of circumstances or situations in your career where you had to trust the void, where there was a period of downtime where maybe you were in limbo and you just had to, like, trust the uncertainty yeah um I feel like I've, I've had this so many times and I think that one that stands out for me is um kind of graduating and finishing uni and kind of and having a big expectation about a brand I was going to build or something that was going to happen within the fashion industry stuff that I was trying to make and really kind of like pushing something and feeling that like push back in a way when you aren't sitting quite where you should be so um I found myself like leaving London and going somewhere else and just kind of having that like empty space where I was like I don't really know what's going to happen but I kind of I know um kind of what I want to say and I know that I want to upcycle but I can't really I can't really f figure out the the end goal at the moment but uh, anyway <clears throat> during that time because it was so open things kind of sort of snowballed without me even planning it. And I met some people and we started an upcycling up brand. And from that, um, a lot of the uh, connections and work that I do now is um, is really, really stemmed from that that period that was, it was extremely experimental. And we weren't really working with any institutions or organizations, it was really self-directed. And I think that really helped because we could really just have this freedom to be ourselves. Um, and then obviously, um, since since then, there's been other void periods um, 
I think COVID was a big one. And then this led us to starting the Trash Club because we, the Trash Talk, which that which became the Trash Club because um, there was a void in terms of communication and community and like feeling, um, yeah, connected to each other and, and feeling like we could connect with other creatives. So that that void period of, of COVID definitely was a really, uh, was a pinnacle one <laughs> for us, yeah. Yeah, and Paul? Oh, wow. The void. Um, God. I mean, I, I suppose, because I'm like, I suppose a little bit older, well, quite a lot older. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I've had to kind of step into the void or voids several, well, quite a few times in my career, really. Um, I suppose, um, you know, the, the first kind of void that you kind of fall into or step into, I should say, is um, I suppose when you sort of um, first graduate and, you, you know, um, I think it still kind of happens now, but back then sort of like mid to late 80s, I'm shaking my age away, um, was one of those things where, you know, you were kind of sold this myth that you graduated and you, and you kind of like uh, walked straight into a job. Mm. Um, into a studio somewhere mm. uh, um, and it was one of those things where for myself and also a couple other people that um, of my contemporaries that wasn't the case um, so you spent you spent like I don't know a year 18 months kind of freelancing doing sort of part-time things and various other bits and pieces um, before you actually kind of like landed stuff so that was my my first kind of like void void experience um, and then another subsequent one was when um, I used to work for breakfast television, TVAM. And um, I was there for a few years. And it was one of these things where um, I did my time there. I wanted to leave. But this was at a time as well when... Uh, um, the, the sort of licenses or, or, the, or the kind of permission to kind of broadcast every so often various stations, their license came up for renewal. So I kind of thought, oh, let me kind of hang around and kind of see what's going to happen with, with, with this channel's renewal. And this was kind of at the time of near the end of the kind of Thatcher period and all the rest of it. And, um, TVAM didn't get their license renewed. So I was one of the people that was made redundant. And I kind of thought, oh, well, redundant, I'm going to have some money. But at the same time, it was the case of like, well, it'd be nice to have something else lined up. And this was kind of at the time when um, sort of late 80s, early 90s, we had a recession at the same time. So there wasn't much kind of going on. So again, I spent like a year, possibly 18 months, kind of trying to navigate my way through this, this particular kind of void where I did bits of freelancing and bits and pieces to kind of make money and stuff like that. And um, so that was, that, that was like a significant kind of void period. And then I suppose the most recent void for me or biggest void was when I 
um, set up uh, 1459, my studio. And basically I was uh, working at Nickelodeon and again, there for a considerable amount of time. And then I got to a point where I kind of thought to myself, well, you know what, I've done this. I've done this. I can't face doing another, I don't know, thing with the Rugrats or something like that. You know what I mean? I've done it now. And I just thought to myself, you know what, now's the time to kind of uh, step off, jump or jump into the void. And it was also as well, I suppose it was a bit of a midlife crisis as well, to be frank, because I was, no, you know, I think it, it is a thing. It, it was a case that um, I thought to myself, you know what, I've got to kind of do this before I'm 40 and stuff like that. And I thought, you know what, now's the time to do it. So in, instead of kind of having, buying a motorcycle or a Ferrari, a red Ferrari or, you know, whatever, I just thought, you know what, this is the time to do it. You know, got, I've been doing stuff for years, got enough experience, got enough stuff dive into that void and that was kind of um let me see now du, 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 du. that was about 16 17 years ago and i haven't looked back and during that time there has been there have been times when there have been like little voids or voids that, that occur when you know there's slowdowns or you know um, nothing happens for two months or whatever, but it's that thing where I think you need to kind of be proactive and and even if you're not making work for somebody, make make work for yourself or make work, experiment, do things because you can always use that learning because you, we're constantly learning no matter what age. That learning you can you can um, impart. It impart that into something else or someone else and um yeah i you know I've, I've never looked back and i think it's one of those things where i think being in a void how long how long it is i think you, you still it's a healthy thing to be in a void really mm. it's healthy because you learn from it yeah. and you grow from it mm. yeah that's it that's yeah yeah. How did you, because I, I was thinking like with both of your practices as well, yeah. Paul, kind of the longevity of your experience and Katie, kind of how it's rooted in sustainability, like mm. how do you cope, especially like with your practices as your foundation in those moments of uncertainty? Because both of your practices kind of aid like, on like not sound cliche, but a more sustainable future. But then it, but when you are like your own boss or you're taking charge and you're kind of on a freelance basis, then there mm. is that instability. So yeah. how do you kind of tackle that uns uncertain periods? I think um, I think that uncertainty is kind of in a way what I five off because I think the um, the environment that I'm in is often what is the source of inspiration or the source of um, mm. the original kind of like trig trigger. What do I mean? Catalyst, I think. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to like make the work. So I think that maybe because I've always kind of resisted this conventional path, mm. I've kind of developed this way of working that I, um, what, I, I can be extremely resourceful in those moments. And for example, 
when I started the jewellery, I was just living in an attic and it was tiny and I really didn't have any space and it was COVID and I, you know, it's just easier to work small and I had, was finding the things outside or whatever. And so I think that I really thrive off that, like, how can I make this work attitude? And, um, and I kind of like to strip it back to like, what what happens if there's like nothing there's like mm. you know there's kind of like those self-inflicted voids yeah. you're talking about yeah and so like put myself in that position where I'm like um well recently I went on a like a camping trip like a, a really long walk and I was the idea was that I was just going to make like all my necklaces for the next show like along this way and I was like how can I do that when I've literally just got everything on my back in a way that was obviously a bit extreme mm. you don't have to do that but um I think yeah I just use it try and use it to my advantage in a way and there's been times also where um you know maybe you don't maybe I haven't had the time to like sit in the studio or sit at home or go on these walks and do all that making but someone if someone gives you the space like oh can you just like curate the show there's actually no money like not really that much money though but so then you're like oh this is sick how can we like do that still Mm -hmm. how can we still do that anyway even if you don't have the money or the or the time or the whatever how can you still somehow make it work and that's what I find really fun and that's what I actually thrive off so <clears throat> yeah I think it's all now it's just all become part of the process absolutely yeah I yeah I think it's the same the yeah. same thing really yeah. I mean um I sort of take the attitude as well of um, a kind of fly or die eat or be eaten um type of attitude um even even to the extent where um not being like competitive or you're going to kind of roll over people or whatever but you have to kind of make good with the the things that are in front of you so it's a a bit like if if you I, i love analogy so i'm going to use an analogy um it's like if um You've got no money to go to Sainsbury's or a supermarket or whatever, yeah? And mm-hmm. you've only got a few things in your cupboard, your your pantry or your fridge, yeah? You can still rustle up a meal or something out of, you know, what's in your, what's in your cupboard or your, or your fridge. It doesn't have to be um, this perfect thing or, or whatever. You just need to be kind of resourceful and kind of work with what you have, basically. You know, Um, and I kind of apply that with whether it's something if I'm working in a kind of analog space or digital space or or whatever or whatever kind of software you're working with. You know, I'm I'm quite into into the idea that um, how can I put it? Breaking the conventions of something, if you know what I mean. You know, if if there's always a workaround. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. it's just kind of being resourceful and kind of using your noggin and just applying yourself. And, and the funny thing is, um, as I keep saying, we're constantly learning, constantly kind of taking in bit, bits of information or, or whatever. So it might be a case where... Um, something that you've experienced in the past or you've seen someone do, you, you know, we kind of learn from osmosis. It's that thing of kind of like, well, you know what? Oh, I can apply that past situation to this current situation to make X, Y, Z. 
and you just got to have that kind of thinking and have that kind of resourcefulness yeah. um, about yeah. you. And then I think the that void space really informs your practice and it could even inform the aesthetic and yeah. the process and the people and totally. everything. And so then you can really... When, when you have that attitude like there is a way, it might not look or it will be as 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 that thing that was happened before or was done before, mm. but there is actually a new way of doing it. And you're not gonna find that out unless you're in the situation where you do have to be resourceful. You kind of have to learn how to be resourceful in those environments, mm. I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a bit like if you, if you were kind of, um, oh, let me think working in film or film context and basically you wanted to do a tracking shot and um you know you've got no budget or you've got very limited budget you've got no money for tracks um and a camera assistant to whatever so what do you do use a shopping trolley yeah you know use a pram yeah use whatever to achieve your goal yeah yeah yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's all about improvisation. Exactly. Jazz, playing jazz. <laughs> yeah. It's no, jazz. Oh my God, playing jazz. Yeah. No. yeah. Do you ever feel like maybe kind of your leap into the void maybe came a bit prematurely or it was like a slow burn? Like, because sometimes, or for example, where I'm at now, I feel like, especially as a journalist, I've kind of been thrust into freelance. Yeah. yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Um, Because maybe it's a safe bet for now. And... So yeah, I'm just wondering kind of how you tackled the timing of being thrust into the void. Mm, interesting. Mm, I think in your kind of context, I think journalism is one of those things where, you know, let's be real about this. Um, I think being a being like a staff journalist is almost something that's almost kind of like um, it's been eradicated. It's like it's been eradicated the last few years or quite a few years. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it's one of those things where uh, I think that uh, you know we're not buying as many newspapers as 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 we do or magazines or whatever, even though fashion magazines, um, there's been kind of like a resurgence in kind of fashion magazines and kind of lifestyle magazines. But I think for a modern journalist, um, I think you're going to have to be freelance. And also as well, you've got the thing of kind of like AI that's coming into things as well. Mm. So... I think in terms of sort of newspapers and stuff like that, all the kind of short stories and kind of, um, you know, cat stuck in a tree or all those kind of bloody stories or whatever. Oh, oh, I said bloody, sorry. Um, Yeah. You know, those kind of low key things, Mm. AI will take over and all the the rest of it. But the more kind of like in-depth, more interesting stuff, there's always going to be room for Mm. a freelance journalist. And I think... It's one of those things like um, in your case, I think just having that have that mindset that, you know, I'm probably never going to be working as a staff person. Mm. And it also as well, it depends on your temperament as well, because some people, well, quite a few people, I suppose it's the way we've been conditioned is that, you know, you get educated, you get a job, a staff job somewhere, and basically 
you get paid weekly, monthly on a salary and you do that for X amount of years and that's it. Mm. I think those days are gone mm. and not just in journalism, I think in everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I think most people now and especially people that are young, just, com just coming out of uni or whatever, I think more and more of us are going to have like a portfolio kind of career. So I, I I think it's I think that's the way it's going to be really. I mean I know some people love being in a, in a in a situation where they know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm. But I think for a lot of us moving forward in the future, I think most of the the population will be dipping their toes into a void of some kind. Mm. That's just the reality. But I guess with journalism, there's so many options in well uh, I don't necessarily know for sure but I feel like maybe there's loads of options for doing like those self-directed things and keeping exactly busy exactly and kind of like sharing exactly. continuously yeah, as you want um, and there's loads of like mediums to to write and podcast yeah. and things so yeah. I think that's that's probably quite a good thing about that field yeah you, you, can, you can can you can um water, no. you. you can control your destiny to a certain degree mm. whereas um, I think the vast majority of a lot of people moving forward can't. Do you both feel like you can kind of con have control over that trajectory that you're headed in or not really? I think I would like to think that I think I would, I think everything I do is to try and control that. And I think that almost comes back to what we were saying in that, when you practice resourcefulness, it almost is that element of control because you're like, mm. I can try and survive in all these different situations right. and can try and thrive and develop something when, you know, it's not 100% going away mm -hmm. or whatever. So, and I think it's maybe like when, almost similar to what you were just saying as well, it's like the expectations are like a little bit different today. Sometimes like the goal isn't to be, well, for, yeah, the goal isn't necessarily to be the head of some other company, right. like working your way up in the nine to five. It's a bit, it's sort of unknown, I guess. Mm. You can, you still have these big dreams about what it could, whatever you're doing could become, but mm. there is so much uncertainty, isn't there, just in the world in general. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there is an element of like, you can't attach yourself too much to mm. one thing absolutely whereas when you're younger you're like oh my god it has to be like that if not i've failed but yeah. you kind of lose that a little bit as you get older definitely yeah. mm. and you know things happen you know life kind of throws curveballs yeah you? that as well you know um this thing of like um by the time i'm this age i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and da -da 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 -da. yeah nah it doesn't it doesn't really happen that way you can still have a plan mm. Um, but getting to that plan, you know, yeah, I'm going to use my bus analogy, my famous bus analogy. Um, but basically, <laughs> stop laughing, <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. It's like you're trying to get to Trafalgar Square, right? There's six bus routes, right? Two bus routes go directly to Trafalgar Square, right? The other, the other four bus routes go around the houses. They do all eventually get to Trafalgar Square. Mm. Um, but what I'm kind of saying is life isn't a direct bus route, you, you know, um, for most people. Mm. And I think we're kind of 
I suppose probably through fairy tales, through television, through all sorts of nonsense. Everyone expects things to be a straight bus route. It isn't, mm. you know. Yeah. We go around the houses. We eventually get there or get close to it, but we go around the houses. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's where I look at life, really. Yeah. 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 Um, I wanted to know, before we move on, like if there were any projects or specific pieces of work that came from those periods of uncertainty that you uh, maybe didn't intend to happen, but ended up being really pleased that they did and you would they wouldn't have occurred unless you were in that in yeah. that period yeah no that's a really good Ooh. question Gosh. um uh, yeah that is a good question and i think um really when like when i was saying at the beginning about when i moved out of london and i was in berlin <laughs> um it um the the work that we were doing was really i mean obviously there was like the financial element we didn't have the money so it was really um, spontaneous about how we found the, the materials and we, you know, it was only ever stuff that we found on the street. Like going to a charity shop, that would be a nice way of getting the materials. Most of the time it was actually just, you know, yeah, bin bags from the street. And the the way that we were doing it was like, um, it was like really, really fast. And we, we hadn't really spoken too much about, it was me and two other um, women, it's called Soup Archive, and we hadn't really spoken too much about how we were going to do it. It was more just like, how, you know, how can we kind of like exercise our passion for clothes, but and and also like sexy clothes and clothes that we want to go out in, but in this way that doesn't doesn't involve like us kind of laboriously pattern cutting and stuff and and having to buy certain materials and trimmings and all this mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff and so we really just made it work with this little studio space that we had and really just scissors and a machine and I, I and I, the the way it developed was kind of I didn't we didn't plan it but it was all always it was almost exactly how I, I felt like it should look and I how I wanted my work to look and I hadn't even like really thought too much about it but the spontaneity I was just felt so like good and right and I was like I would have never been able to do that when I was in London it would just never have happened like that when I was Absolutely. in London it was all really controlled and it just needed to like release that tension right and then when I was there so we were just doing it and I was like what I would never have you know thought of that and that was such a testament to uh, Jasmine and Sophie who who I did that with like it wouldn't have happened in that way otherwise and I learned so much from them <clears throat> so I think yeah I always think of that because th that way of working and getting into that zone of creativity that we kind of all are familiar mm, with yeah. where you just kind of like in that flow state I don't even think I'd ever really been properly in it until then like because mm. you're just so distracted sometimes yeah. and then I kind of was like oh yeah this is actually how you do it you can't have that all that like it should look like this mm. you should be doing it for that who's gonna wear it although that is a good question when you're doing fashion who's gonna wear it but <laughs> important question yeah <laughs> yeah but um so yeah that's that's probably an example for me <laughs> oh that's, yeah, that's a tricky question I'm trying to think I mean oh, I can't I don't know if I can give one thing in particular but I think um with my practice and work, there isn't a lot of my work actually. There is like a lot of kind of serendipity that comes from it. So, you know, um, work or projects can come from anywhere, anywhere. Um, I mean, you know, I've I've kind of 
got projects or got involved with projects when, you know, you're sitting in a sauna. <laughs> and so, you know, you're talking to somebody, someone's talking to you, you know, you're minding your business, someone's talking to you. Like, what do you do then? You say, oh, a bit of this, a bit of that, whatever. And you don't think anything of it. And then, you know, work comes from it like a couple of weeks later, a month yeah. later. Mm -hmm. um, I suppose the strangest thing was um, where that kind of happened to me was um, I, this was years and years ago, I sort of um, did my knee in and I had loads of operations on my knee and all the rest of it, very boring. But I had like um, a very kind of... Um, extensive and long physiotherapy treatment. Um, so, you know, I began to the physio um, and um, there was like a room that was like a gym where we you know, all these kind of um, crocked people doing rehab and all the rest of it. And um, there was a lady there that, um, I think she had something wrong with a hip or a knee or something like that as well. And over the, you know, few months or whatever, um, you saw it, didn't really say anything. And then one day she goes, so what do you do then type of thing? And, you know, you get talking. And I didn't think much of it, right? And literally a year, probably longer than a year later, she tracked me down. I don't know how she tracked me down, but she tracked me down. And um, I worked on quite a big project with her. And what I'm kind of saying is, Work or projects or interesting things happen. They happen in so many, or they come at you in so many different ways. You don't have, you don't necessarily have to go down the conventional route of, um, you know, phoning people up or whatever, whatever. Work just comes from different things. I've had work, I've had work or projects again, again, you know, in the supermarket, minding my own business. You know, someone comes up to you, I've seen you around, blah, 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 blah. Stuff comes from it. Okay. And um, with my work, um, actually making work and, and doing stuff, I'm quite into kind of, again, serendipity, happy accidents and, and, and play. Mm. So, so I may have an idea of um, what I want to achieve. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, you know, at a certain look, but sometimes it doesn't necessarily happen that way. And you don't know how you're going to get there. So you kind of just have to be open yeah, to yeah, yeah, something yeah. stepping in front of you. Exactly. And I'm quite into mm. the glitch. I like mm. I like glitches. Yeah. And sometimes you can get a glitch which basically messes everything up. Oh, my sword just then messes everything up. Or yeah. sometimes you get a glitch and you go, oh, that glitch has improved something. Yeah. And 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 that's my kind of philosophy with um, life, work, producing work, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. embrace the glitch. Definitely. Yeah, mm. makes it interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think I I don't know, especially in my final year of university, that was just you try to do it so like you try to have like a very rigid way of working and then you realize like this is not going to work at some point i'm going to have to freestyle something yeah. like i'm yeah. going to have to like like you said kind of like give into the glitch and yeah. that's when you actually get the most like fruitful and kind of abundant Absolutely. creativity from it and 
you're like accidentally meeting someone who's actually like sparked a new interest or idea. So it's exactly it is. I think that is one of the blessings of like kind of just winging it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think one thing that you've both kind of touched on briefly, but is also quite a major part of both of your practices and like, for example, Super Archive yeah. and Paul, like all of your work, but also the sneaker sizes and everything book was like the collaborative aspect and mm. working with other creatives on projects. And I'd love for you both to talk about kind of your experiences with like fostering that community and how that's aided your careers. Mm. Well, I think obviously with starting um, when we started the trash club and we felt like that was sometimes you you start you don't know you're going to start something but you you think about what you need and in that moment um, in COVID it was very uh, people f creatives felt quite separate and all working um, quite isolated ways mm -hmm. and we kind of felt like surely there's a way of bringing all these people together and a lot of freelancers and freelance creatives are a lot of the time going through similar kind of like ups and downs at the mm -hmm. same time but like they 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 can relate to each other so what's a way where we can kind of yeah bring them all together and, and make you feel like you're not alone and um it's not an isolating experience so i think um starting oh my god i forgot the question, <laughs> the question? oh kind of how you tapped into that collaborative oh yeah yeah the collaboration thing. yeah yeah, yeah exactly yes. and obviously so obviously yeah that started with a collaboration with myself and matthew but then um all the you like i mean the whole thing is a collaboration because all the people that we've now met from this we didn't know we were going to meet all of these people we didn't kind of it, when something's very organic you don't necessarily plan exactly all the steps you just yeah. kind of especially when it's to do with people because yeah. you're like oh that person does that well maybe we could do that maybe we could have a conversation about that and it kind of just flows in this way and that's what's so great about collaboration is because you you can kind of just be open to w what other people can offer and what other people have experienced and all this kind of stuff and I think that yeah that's what is so was so kind of like obvious with the trash club and mm. when you have events and you can then bring they can bring their people and they can bring their people well networking that is isn't it but yeah. there's like a kind of like a very wholesome way of networking Absolutely. and it's like friendship and um all of that so um yeah collaboration is really yeah people are everything really aren't yeah. they in Definitely this kind of industry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, you know, the whole kind of trash, trash club thing has been, um, uh, I suppose, I'm not just saying it because I'm on here and, um, you know, there's a few people in the background and stuff like that. <laughs> but it's it's been a blessing, I think, for me personally, I think it's a blessing because, again, it's that thing of like, you know, meeting like minded people and everything. And also, as well, it's kind of like we all have the same anxieties. We're all in the same sea. Mm. We're just in different size boats and different size, yeah, boats or ships or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, what's kind of good about it is because I'm, I, you know, Let's, be, let's, let's keep it real. I'm old, right? I'm near, I'm getting to the end of my career. But, but you know, you've got people that are just embarking on their careers. And um, it's that thing where, you know, no matter what age 
where you are in the food chain or your career, you still have the same anxieties, the same sort of um, thoughts about things and all the rest of it. And again, it's another place where because we're kind of having this kind of ongoing dialogue and we're exchanging our, 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 our kind of feelings and our thoughts and all the rest of it and sharing those thoughts and feelings, um, it's kind of, um, you, you know, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. I try to impart, I suppose, my 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 thoughts on things. And sometimes, sometimes um, I don't know, be a reality checker in some cases. And what I try not to do, and I hope I don't come across that way sometimes, I'm very mindful of it. It's been, oh, yeah, you know, you've got this older person, these young people that don't know what the hell they're doing. And, you know, very no, con condescending not. and patronising. No. No. And uh, what I find as well is that it's a two-way street. I can learn from them. They can learn from me. And it's that thing where it's... In certain situations, I can't compare my given or lived experience to them or, or vice versa. You know, sometimes where when you're watching the television or the news or listening to the radio or whatever, and I'm kind of like using the, the cost of living or the, the, the kind of housing crisis as, a, as an example or whatever. And, you know, uh, <laughs> you've got people that are, my age, Gen Xers, who should know better. We're not even boomers, we're Gen X Xers, we're younger. They're kind of going, you know, oh, these young people nowadays, they spend money on Netflix, everyone's got a mobile phone, they eat avocados, they have more than one holiday a year and all this kind of rubbish. And you're thinking, or, you know, when I was their age, I owned the house, or I bought my house and I did that and the other. And he said, well, no, you can't compare the your time to their time it's, it's different mm. it's different there are some similarities but it's totally different mm. Mm. you can't you sense. can't compare like, the two exactly. they're like two different time voids honestly exactly because yeah. i'm sure like when you were in that period you felt like this is the unknown and now i'm gen z but like it's also like a period of, of unknown unknowing so yeah it's, yeah it's just all relative as well yes yeah, it's, it's, it's all relative so you, you can't compare the two so what i'm saying is i'm open to learning about the youngers and I hope I like to think they're open about learning from myself and some of the older heads in in, in trash club um so again that kind of builds community because community mm. isn't just one homogenous kind of group and I know I went off your question slightly but going back to the thing about community and building community um very quickly about sneaker size and everything that that was a whole idea that got out of hand and that happened by serendipity. Someone mm. spilt black coffee on my shoe. I was I was um annoyed I said something else. And it was just an idea that got out of hand. <laughs> that's that's literally what happened. Yeah. And sometimes that creates the most interesting work. And I mean, in terms of like community and networking. Um, when we did that book, there was a lot of people that were kind of just starting careers or just mid careers. And now they're kind of, you know, vice presidents of this company, see, um, art directors of this fashion house, 
blah, 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 blah. And that's all in the space of like, what, 20 years or, or, or whatever. Um, mm. So it's that thing of like, uh, how can I put it? Without using another analogy. Um, <laughs> it's like leaving it open in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like if you um, know, you kind of, you have, you know your like message and you know, like, you know, part of who you are and how you want to maybe come off the path or whatever it is you, you mm. kind of want to do. But you don't have that, like, some, sometimes people think it's bad, I think, not to have this, like, extremely clear, like, checklist of things. Mm. I don't think that you always need that. I think you just kind of need that, like, ownership over the the, 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 the message that you want to put out there and then kind of things come into that void space absolutely and you're like oh that is what I meant actually even though you were like oh I didn't never actually plan to do that mm. like absolutely. for example this mm. um the, the trash club but it's like that is what I meant when mm. I was kind of like thinking about what it was I wanted to do or for sure. how you wanted to help people or bring people together mm. yeah. so yeah I think that's why it's so important to to sometimes have those self inflicted void spaces Definitely. even if it's like oh no it's scary like on edge but I think it's so that's like you saying earlier like that is actually when you learn about what about yourself and what you can do yeah. absolutely you have, you, have, you have to grow and, and yeah and it's like you know another analogy it's like vikings or whatever they'll, <laughs> la they'll land on a shore somewhere burn the ship Oh yeah, whatever. that's but a good one. I like that. Burn that ship so yeah. they know they can't go back. <laughs> yeah, but they've got to move forward. Yeah, <laughs> by hook or by crook. <laughs> yeah, and 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 um, you've just got to have that kind of mentality, but in a in a conscious um, in a conscious way where you're not 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 harming people, not harming things, not rolling over people. Yeah, you know, for sure. Have that ambition. I think that's the beautiful thing with like yeah. a space like Trash Club. It's that it is just loads of people wanting to, if not help each other, then they're kind yeah. of like helping something or someone or even like the next generation of creatives and like just ensuring that there's a community of people doing what they love, but also like they're covered and it's stable and they can actually yeah. pursue it kind of without worry. Exactly. Um, so as we wrap up this episode, yeah. Um, What's one piece of wisdom or insight that you would like listeners to carry with them about trusting the void and kind of um, embracing that uncertainty? Um, I think just that sentence, trusting the void and embracing it. But um, I think to, yeah, to, to, I guess to not run away from those times or those moments and to kind of, you know, not, um, it's to kind of like feel that, that, scared feeling or that uncertainty and not look straight away to kind of um external measures to like mm -hmm. make you feel validated I suppose well Absolutely. we all know we all want to do that it's fair enough but I think if you can sit with it and think what you really really want to um get get out of you know your your career or whatever or really what you want to say then the yeah and if you just give yourself that time if mm. you can it's obviously super difficult you can't there's money that needs to be made and all this yeah, kind yeah. of stuff of Absolutely. Yeah. and so there's yeah. it's obviously not easy and that I would never um advise someone to just you know sit down mm. for ages but yeah. like there's something to be said for knowing exactly what what you want to say so that mm. then you can 
yeah, the, the space can be made. Yeah. And not to think that you have to change your path mm. just for the sake of like satisfying what like expectations that maybe aren't actually your own. Yeah, it's definitely possible to like feel your practice and yeah. feel your purpose too. Exactly. It's not one or the other. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Try yeah. try to get to your Trafalgar Square. Try try to <laughs> yeah. be, or as near to it as possible. Yeah. Try and get yeah. to your destination. Exactly. And have you finished? Did I cut no, 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 I finished. I'm oh, sorry, right. <laughs> um, you know, it's one of those things as well. You know, again, let's, let's, let's keep it real here, right? We've only got like a finite amount of time on 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 this planet, on this on on this thing, yeah. Mm. So um, the thing is, don't waste time. Don't waste time in in that sense. You know, if you if you've got an ambition or if you've got some something that you want to achieve or somewhere to go, that destination. Try your best to get to that destination as or as close to it as possible. And, you know, it might take, it might take two years, it might take, might take five, it might take 10 years, it might take 20 years. But I think for, you know, just your kind of mental, your sanity and just, you know, what's in your heart or whatever, um, you've got to try and at least make the effort. You don't want to be on your deathbed or whatever. It's going, oh, God, I wish I, sh I should have done that and I should have done this and all the rest of it or be really unhappy. You need to be, you need to be happy within yourself yeah. because when you're happy within yourself, it's, it's kind of beneficial to you, your family, your wider family, your community, and all, and all the rest of it. Mm. So you need to kind of be be happy within yourself. And the other thing as well, you know, we're we're all part of a community. We're all a sum of parts. We're made up of the people that we meet along the way or engage with along the way, and all the rest of it. And it's that thing of you've got to have self belief. You've got to be single minded to a certain degree. Not not be ruthless, but at the same time, listen to what other people are saying and take the relevant bits of learning and and um, information that you can garner from from your community or world, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that will help you to kind of move forward. For sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. That's all I can say, really. You yeah. Know, we're summer parts. <laughs> well, thank you both for this discussion. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It went too quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way <laughs> too quickly. <laughs> but no, thank you. That was great. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Behind the Bins podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you at the next one. If you'd like to start a trash club hub in your area, then just get in touch at global at the trashclub.co.uk. Or check us out on social media and see when we have opportunities available.